For the best in pop culture art, sleek designs, and some of the best brand logos around, shop G9 Design on TeePublic and represent the electrifying art of Janine Bryce with a shirt, wall art, and more. Go to TeePublic.com slash user slash G9 Design. And while you're searching the G9 Design storefront, check out Janine's show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, available right here on Anchor and wherever podcasts are found. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under KOJQ. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JQ. Everyone, please be safe, and thank you. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is TNF In Session, episode 15, a show recorded live with the help of those in my Patreon page and audience. Take some questions, interact with them live in the chat, and maybe even hear and see their faces in the stream. We also rebroadcast this episode a little bit later right here on YouTube. Hello, everybody. It is me. It's Cat Napsack, and I'm so happy to be here on another edition of TNF In Session. Who is live in the street? We got Pete Rich. We call him Peach around these parts. Lauren Romo, uh, greetings. Hillbilly Scribs, who is, I sense it, sense a grave disturbance in the force. Hillbilly's on the West Coast. The great Chris Kiefer, one of the smartest comics I've ever seen on stage in chat, saying, hey got Alice. We call her Star Wars Alice. She's live in chat. It's so great. The Hump is here. Checking in from the UK. It is the Patreon audience that makes this show possible. But as I said up top, we do release it for a podcast on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Thanks for listening to that. I still got to work on Saturday Night Knapsack for this week. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Hey, uh, Chris Kiefer wants a Discord link. Uh, he deserves it. He's a Patreon supporter. Even if he wasn't, I'd probably give it to him. Uh, so we'll handle that, Chris. Don't worry that. Uh, don't worry about that. We'll get in there for that. Um, so how are all of you doing? I understand uh, the world itself is always in a constant state of flux, constant state of challenge. And if you're out here in California, it's literally on fire again. Something that happens Often, but we're here just to have, um, I won't say have fun, we're just here to hang, we're here to talk and here to handle the life's questions, big and small, mostly small, here today. i got to crack open a drink of choice, uh, my V8 Hydrate, not a sponsor, seriously though, them and Zevia just got to be, uh, just got to sponsor the show. We'll work on the monetary amount. I am in a period of time where um, 
I think it's, I, I always go to me when I'm like 12, 13, 14, you're at home, you're living at home, most likely, you know, and you're under your parents' thumb when it comes to groceries. I don't know, maybe you can get a snack at school, junior high, save up, get a, get a little pizza and a Mountain Dew. But what comes home is up to your mom and dad, right? If, if that's the, the, the situation you're living. Maybe, maybe it's even two homes. And you got two sets of, of parents or divorced parents. And, and whatever home you're in, they're controlling the groceries. You might be able to go to the store. I used to love going to the store because there's always the potential I'd get something fun. Maybe some mini donuts, some honey, honey smacks cereal. I used to love that. Sugar crisps. I love when they just put sugar in the title. Hey, kids, just dump it into your gullet. Sugar, it's crispy and it's sweet and it's tasty and you'll love it. Or I used to love the, the, I still, I think I secretly still love the generic toy aisle at grocery stores. Is this just me? I love getting the shave kits. I get them often. And as you can tell with my beard, I don't shave my face that much anymore. As a six-year-old, I'd be in the bathroom shaving. You remember, you know, they were like a buck 99, like three fake blades like an orange a green and a blue and a can of like shaving cream which god knows what it was I used to beg my mom regularly for that that's one of those weird memories i don't even i think i forgot that um but you'd go there you'd get it you get a little toy you get a little treat so he used to love the grocery store but then he hit that age like 12 13 14 and hey timmy down the street's got something different mom can we get that no you're under the thumb i'm not saying it's an oppressive thumb but you're under it when I, when I moved to Los Angeles and moved out on my own for the first time in 1998 at 22 years of age, I can't tell you the joy I did have in taking that first trip. And I would go, when I lived at home after college, I'd make some trips into the grocery store, get some stuff. I wasn't, you know, I'd do my own laundry. I wasn't living, you know, my mom didn't wait on me hand and foot. She was like, start handling your own crap. Like, wash your underpants, all right? And that was, I was like 12 when that started. But when I moved to L.A., my parents came down, helped me move in. They did take me to the grocery store. It was a Vaughn's over on Devonshire and Reseda in, in Granada Hills, Northridge area. And it's no longer there. It's like, it's like, I think it's a John's Marketplace now, which is totally different. And uh, they did the big, uh, you know, back then, this is 1998, $150 worth of groceries. That's like $2,000 now. And, and, and they did the, you know, you're, you're, our little boy, you know, he grows up and he grows up. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you, we're going to help you these groceries and you're on your own. And I just remember the next time I went to the grocery, that's when you start to like get unhealthy and bad habits because you're out and about on your own and you're just, oh, I can put, I remember I had a bologna, like, or like a, not a bologna, but like a deli, a sliced deli prepackaged meat. I was upgraded myself from bologna. A little lettuce, some craft cheese slices like I was seven. I didn't stop taking those until I was like, I, I, I think I was 33. My roommate at the time shamed me from having craft cheese slices. Like, you, what are you doing? And I'm like, you're right, you're right. So, and then I remember, you know, I was like, what would go good on a sandwich? You got the little deli slices, some craft cheese slices, some lettuce, some mayonnaise, mustard? No. I like Thousand Island dressing. I'm going to get a big jar of Thousand Island dressing, and I'm going to put that on sandwiches. The highest calorie of the dressings, of course. Here I am, 22, August, September of 1998. I'm cut adrift in this city. 
working at a movie theater at the time. I hadn't even started the security job. We're going to the Man 9 Granada Hills uh, Theater, um, which eventually became a, like Pacific Theater's uh, affiliate or something like that. The theater's still there. I don't know. I haven't been there for years. Cleaning theaters, eating the, taking the uh, leftover hot dogs home at the end of the night, and uh, just remembering I'm having Thousand Island on my sandwiches because I'm on my own. I'm a big boy now. And that, that excitement still goes on. Oh, live in chat. Oh, old handsaws here. I got a name. Uh, live in chat, Lauren Romo says, I have Kraft sli- cheese slices right now. That's what happens when you live in Detroit. Uh, Lauren, come on. I'm teasing you about Detroit, or am I? I you, uh, it's time to ditch the Kraft cheese slices, Lauren. Let's make a movement on the Discord page. And if you're listening to the program and you're not tied into the Discord page and the Patreon page, uh, all understood. Don't feel a need. But I'd like you all to join, at least for a month, so we can go into the Discord and start a hashtag that's just local to our Discord called uh, Ditch the Slices Lauren. And we'll try to get Lauren to get some actual blocks of cheese and slice and dice and uh, grate and uh, that will be what we're going to do. Right, Lauren? You agree to that? Do you agree to those terms? That's my goal. But the, before the end of 2020, no craft cheese slices. Now, they're great. I don't know what they are. They probably count as a vegan option because I don't think there's cheese in them, any kind of dairy. Anyways, the point of the story is I take my sip of my drink. I'm not just rambling here. I mean, I'm rambling. That feeling I felt in 1998, where I had not all the room, because I had three roommates at the time, but I had room in the house, room in the fridge, room in the cupboards, not a lot of money, but no one telling me what I could or could not get. That's a dangerous thing. That kind of power is addictive, and that kind of power is problems. I mean, that's, that's, this is the theme of the world right now. Sometimes too much power is a problem. Sometimes power itself is a problem. And I had too much power when I go to the grocery store at 22. I'm like that right now. Same situation. I don't have an unlimited budget for groceries. Who does? Jeff Bezos. I bet even Jeff Bezos goes to Whole Foods owned by Amazon. Who's we kidding? Who are we kidding? He has a team of like shoppers. I bet they, I bet he is even like, get me all the Cheez-Its in the world because no one's going to tell me no. I've bought off everyone who would tell me no Cheez-Its. That's where I'm at in my life with these V8 hydrates. I am buying them by the carton full. Like, you know those little, like, pallets that go to, like, Costco? I'm hitting the trucks. I'm knocking them over like a gangster in 1929. And I'm getting these V8s, particularly the blueberry ones right now, the acai blueberries. And I used to, because they come in six packs, right? I was limiting myself last year. I was limiting myself last year to say, like, I'll have one a day. Six pack would last me six days by that logic, by that math. Because of the heat and because I think I'm finding myself regressing to being 22 and cut adrift in the big city again, I am uh, having four a day, and I feel great. 
I feel absolutely great about it. All right. All right. So let's get to some pre-selected questions. That's the, that's the game. Um, all right, Lauren's sorry. Let me catch up chat here. Lauren is trying to defend herself. It's not going well. To be fair, she says, I do like provolone cheese. And Pete Rich, a.k.a. Peach, says, I primarily use them for grilled cheese sandwiches. No. I reject that on principle, both of you. Get a block of Gouda, smoke Gouda. Got it, you know, in my fridge right now. Grace and I, Grace doesn't do the cheese too much, but we we let some sneak sneak in. I'm okay with it a little bit right now, but it's changed. The, the, the going veggie and vegan thing, for the most part, I'll tell you, I don't snore anymore. Look it up. I don't know the. I don't know how or why. I like. I have a stand-up bit about how bad I snore and how I've knocked pictures off the wall. I can't really tell that joke anymore with honesty because I stopped snoring. It's crazy, but I'll still allow some of the cheese. Get a block of smoked gouda, slice it, maybe dice it. Come on, peach. V eight blueberry pomegranate. It's great. Trey T is here. He says, I'm in here in time for the cheese talk. Uh, yes, you are. I'm kidding all of you. I love you. I love you. One of our uh, faithful uh, listeners and viewers, Hibbley Scribs, he's out. He's in SoCal. And my life is it's a busy week. I'm trying to see if I can safely and uh, socially distant try to say hi to Scribs because he's, he's just a hero. And I haven't met him before, so I know he's not completely crazy. He is... Um, he asks, I've been buying up jugs of purified water and distilled water from the baby aisle. Does that make me a bad person? Oh, no. No, that, that just makes you smart. Babies don't need them. They don't know the difference. Put some tap water in a bottle. Call it a Scripps is out here in SoCal, and he's staying in a, in a neck of the woods. It's in the San, uh, San, Fern, uh, San Fernando Valley. Well, it's a bit away from me, um, but he, yeah, not horrible, but like with traffic, it could be an hour. And he, uh, he, um, he asked me in a Discord message the other day, he goes, what are the sites I got to see around here? And that's a good, I, I'm not counting that as a prepared question for today's episode of TNF in session. But I will say, I, I thought, I didn't give him an answer. I apologize, Scribs. I haven't given you an answer. I don't know what to say to someone visiting Los Angeles. There's a lot of things to see and do here. Just take the lockdown and put it aside. We're not worried about that. There's the hikes. There's the Griffith Observatory. There's the zoo. It's closed. I'm a member, but I can't go. A lot of those. There's the sites. I mean, do you want to see the Black Dahlia House? I guess. I guess maybe. I don't know. Hollywood Highland. That's not. No. But then again, I love going to Times Square when I'm in New York. And I know that's not where you're supposed to go. I know that's not what you're supposed to do. Tourist trap center of town. No. Hollywood Highland, heart of Hollywood. It's not real Hollywood, but it kind of is. That's my argument for Times Square. I understand it's not real New York, but it's so, it just so, is is so just a thing that it, to me it is New York. I think going to, seeing the sights in Hollywood is, is okay. There's just nothing, it's just, it's not like going to D.C. where you're like, well, let's go see James K. Polk's house. You know, let's go to the theater where Abraham Lincoln was shot. We don't have that. We, I mean, we we have, again, go to the, you can go to the Manson house. You can go to those sites. 
So I'm trying to give Scribs an answer. I count that as the first question. Um, you could go. I could give you the Ken Napsok tour. You go to my first, uh, my first apartment in Granada Hills, behind Granada Hills High School. There you go. See where, see where my car got graffitied in Hancock Park. Um, I you can go to the you're, you know where you're staying, Scribs. If you're listening to those watching, I apologize for having this one-on-one conversation. Scribs, you could go to the Winneka Theater, Pacific Theater 20, and see where I bought my ticket for Phantom Menace. I'm not saying you need to go on my life tour, but, you know, I, you know, it might be interesting. Go see, go to the mall where I arrested Henry Hill. Just a suggestion. All right, we got a couple of prepared questions here, and we are going to tell a couple of them are baseball. I always get the baseball questions here. Box score, heroes up and running. If you're listening and you like baseball and you haven't uh, given that podcast a try, you got to subscribe. You got to find it, do it, support it, so I can keep talking baseball. Andy Ortiz, he calls a lot over on Box Score Heroes, and thank God he does. Such a passionate baseball fan. Says, hello, Ken. Favorite walk-up song by a Yankee player or any other player? Thanks. Have a great day. I don't know this answer, Andy. Walk-up songs um, in baseball are fun. You get, you know, you walk up. I think it was Paul O'Neill that had Teenage Wasteland. Was Paul O'Neill? Did Paul O'Neill have Teenage Wasteland? I can type that up. Paul O'Neill, baseball player for the Yankees, Teenage Wasteland. Did he have that? Some Yankee had that. Um, no, it's Bob O'Reilly. I mean, that's the name of the song. Sorry. I'm a Who fan. I got the, I messed, Teenage Wasteland, Bob O'Reilly. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's my answer. I'm accepting that one, even though I, I'm embarrassed to say I kind of messed up that title for a second. Woo. I guess I'm not a, the, the Who fan I thought I was. I like that, Andy. Um, but the problem is I don't see a lot of games. Like, I don't, I don't see a lot of games in person anymore, so I don't know who, who's walking up out there. I do like it, though. I like that at some point they decided baseball players need entrance music like wrestling. We all need entrance music. This is mine. An old one. This is the majestic march of Tex Tunney. This is what I walk to the ring to. Go with it. I like it. We all need entrance music. Because you should all, if you enter a room, particularly if you enter a party, Here's the serious life advice for the day. If you enter a party and you have a little bit of social anxiety, and I and I do, I, I'm not great at parties. I have a reputation for being kind of a silent, grumpy a-hole. I, I'm not an a-hole. I'm silent. I'm grumpy. I just, I, I'm, I have social anxiety. I just don't feel like I should talk. I don't feel like people should listen to me. Microphones are different. I can control this. I can control this. I don't even, the live chat scares me a little bit. So I don't go too much on, on, on YouTube or Twitch, just being live, answering questions and stuff, you know? Um, but uh, the, uh, the, the life advice, oh God, what was, I just forgot. 
That's how good the life of life. Oh, social anxiety. Entrance music. If you got social anxiety and you're going to a party, put a song in your head. Put a song in your head and you are going to walk in just with 10 times the confidence, 10 times the purpose. Maybe to start it out, you need to put some ear pods in and play it. And I don't, and I have different versions. There's other songs I like. I can, I can do some wrestling ones. A Triple H is uh, um, uh, time to play the game. The game, which is Motorhead, Brock Lesnar's theme. Next uh, was a big, next big thing, whatever it is. Boom, 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 boom. Or some Star Wars music. I, I, you know, get your entrance song. And yeah, Lauren is saying uh, it's a good daily dis- Discord question. What would your walk up song be? I might have to. We, tomorrow, Lauren, maybe you and I put that in together. It's a co-sponsored daily Discord. Every day, Monday through Friday, unless I get super busy, we do a daily Discord, a, a thought starter, a question, and we have a conversation around it. Join the Patreon page. Go to the Discord page. Question coming in live from Trey. Definitely not Trey, except that it is. Uh, he says, Ken, my wife has a big birthday. Ends in a zero. 30 was big. What's a great gift to give? Trey, you have a child, right? How many dogs or cats? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Trey, I think you need to give your wife the gift of going away from you all. I think she needs a day spa. Maybe it's just a Saturday. She loves you. She loves her family. Um, she loves having you all around. All right, so one kid, no pet. All right, maybe you need to get her pet. And I'm saying give her the gift of you not being around, Trey. I think that's how love grows the best, when you're not around each other all the time. So I think for this birthday, Trey, you go, honey, for three, four hours, get out of here. Get out of her. She comes home, maybe you have a meal prepared. More importantly, maybe you've done all the chores, cleaned the house a little bit. I'm not saying that she's the only one that does that. I don't know how your house works. Most likely that's probably the case, you know, for better or worse. Whatever. I don't care if she changes the oil in your cars and you wash the dishes or you wash this or you share the load, whatever it is. I'm not trying to genderize chores at home, but whatever it is, Trey, that she does most, Take it off her uh, back that day. Right? Trey says, I am abrasive. She could use a break for me. Love grows where my rosemary goes and Trey stays away. Listen to me uh, spin uh, those tunes on WLDJ. Get her some cheese, says Old Handsaw. And then Humphrey's... The hump checks in. I hear smoked Gouda is nice. It's nice. Smoked Gouda is my favorite cheese next to a good sharp cheddar. I've had almost no problem giving up meat. Cheese is the problem. Scrib says she might like a map of the knapsack spots in L.A. I should. I should make that and make it a Patreon perk. You get a map of my L.A. existence. 
That's a, there's a lot to them. Pete Rich asks, we call him Peach, as I say, because that's what I named him on Box Score Heroes. He says, feel free not to answer this. Feel free to not answer this if you don't want to. Or feel uncomfortable speaking about it briefly. Uh, having mentioned it in the boardroom channel, it got him thinking. With Joe Rogan leaving L.A., how do you think it will affect the comedy scene in the era? area. This is assuming we get back to non-COVID situations. And I'm not implying that Joe Reagan, Joe Rogan is the figurehead of comedy in that city, but him leaving has to have some sort of impact. Does it not? So, we're sticking with Peach Trey. Yeah, Joe Rogan's moving on. A lot of people moving on. I got some friends... Um, I can't reveal it. I can't reveal it. I, some friends who've been here a long time, decades, gone, left L.A. What I think has happened is regardless of why you want to leave California, some people just want to leave because of uh, the politics and the taxes and all this, which, you know, are all valid in your own life, in your own way. And how they're handling COVID and some, it's too stringent. It's not stringent, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I think what has happened is we have gotten, we've all gotten a chance to press pause. And when you press pause, you see what you really need. You see what you really miss. You see how you can do things going forward. Mind you, it's been tough. So a lot of people have lost jobs. Their businesses have closed. I'm not saying any of this is good. I keep saying I trade, uh, trade all this personal insight for there not being a COVID-related lockdown and pandemic and quarantine. I gladly give up any insight I've learned over the last couple months to have this never happen. But it's happened, and we are where we are. And you got to deal with that. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing people I know. It's not just Joe Rogan. And I'll get back to the comedy scene question. People are saying, I don't need to be here. For some people, you could actually leave. Voiceover people don't need to be in L.A. anymore. Big-time voiceover people have been leaving L.A. for a long time. You might need to come out for a meeting. You might need to be out for a rare in-person audition for a big project. But most of them you don't. I got on an audition today. I'm, I'm starting to try to do a little VO stuff. I'm not great at it. I haven't booked anything, but that's stinking thinking. But I got an email. I got one today. I'm going to do it here. I could be anywhere. They're not saying I got to come in. So that's already been the case. But now, because of the lockdown, if, if, if you podcast and broadcast or even act you could maybe discover that you can do it other spots. Acting's a little tougher right now, but already Vancouver and Atlanta and other spots have been more hotbeds of acting. So people are moving and finding that they don't miss it or finding that they don't need to be out here. I always go to the story, it's a baseball story, when the 1994 baseball strike hit and the season ended in August and no World Series and all that stuff. One of, my, one of my favorite players, a guy named Kevin Seitzer, started with the Royals, went to the A's, I think for a while with the Brewers. He retired shortly thereafter and retired relatively young for baseball. And I remember his conversation point about it was, you know, when the strike hit and I had no choice but to go home and not have baseball in my life 
I found that I didn't miss it, or I didn't miss it as much. I found that my family was my focus. I found new focuses, and I found a life outside of it. Now, I think he eventually would become a hitting coach and stuff, but as a player, he didn't need it, and he was able to walk away. I think this is causing that. As far as comedy, correct. Joe Rogan is not the figurehead of comedy, but he is a mainstay at the comedy store. But certain comics go there, certain comics go other spots. But a lot of folks, comedy. One of one of my friends is moving, and he is a he is a comic. But he doesn't do a lot of shows around L.A. Those are workout rooms. Rarely are there big giant shows in Los Angeles. Crowds just a little apathetic for that kind of stuff in L.A. You go outside to Pasadena, a little bit different, but that, that you can only do that once or twice a year. That's how clubs work. You can only headline the Ice House in Pasadena, you know, if you're on a certain level, if you're mid-level or so. You know, you can only do it once or twice a year because the club's like, you're not going to draw every week. If you're a big star, different. So you could go. So one of my friends, he's leaving. He's gone. He's done. He's out because he knows he can still do comedy wherever he goes. And if he wants to, if there's something big, he can fly back to L.A. So I think with the Rogan thing, it will start to affect it. I think once the shows get back up and running, comedy store and everything, and the show, I think there'll be less people around for a bit. There'll be a new influx of people. You're always going to feel the need. I think this is where you need to be. If you're a screenwriter, you need to be here. If you're a movie maker, film producer, you need to be here. There's a lot of things in our industry, my industry, that need to happen here. But some of those things, me, I keep joking. Uh, I keep joking about... Um, I keep joking about uh, uh, the um, moving to Big Bear. Um, because I, I know that now I could do literally everything I, I am doing that I, that, I, uh, uh, that, that, I, that I make my money off. I could do, I could do, I don't have to be here, but I like being here, so that's it. Um, all right, we're going to, sorry, I've got to um, send a work text here. That's that. All right. Good question, Pete. As far as the comedy scene, we'll see some lingering effects. All right. A couple questions here, and then maybe we'll take some live calls, some live StreamYard video calls. I don't know. Jason Humphreys, The Hump over in the UK, says, excluding SNL, what TV show would you have uh, liked to have been uh, a writer on? Have you ever thought about flexing your creative muscles with drama instead of comedy? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Sorry, someone's in my studio. What are you doing? Okay. All right, don't do that. That's dirty. All right. Sorry. Um, Alice is ready to go to Montana off the grid. Shows that I'd like to... Uh, I, so here's... Uh, this is kind of boring. This is prob- This is on the level of that uh, Ken Epsock map to the stars. You guys don't need to hear it. Um... Yeah, Saturday Night Live, it's a different thing. That, that ship sailed long, long ago. But as far as writing, so when I do write screenplays and whatnot, and I've written a few, none produced, obviously, at this point. A uh, TV show thing that's been animated TV show that's uh, mostly, yeah, it's comedy, but a uh, couple close calls. Just when I think the project's dead, it, it comes back to life. But I actually write, my screenplays are actually more dramas than comedies. I actually, when I, when I sit down to write scripts, usually has a strong strain of melancholy or drama. Um, but I like the, 
I like trying to find comedy out of that. So I, I don't write straight like 16th century period pieces or, you know, a World War One drama, a large sweeping romance of a uh, truffle pumper drama. I don't do that, but I do try to be funny. But I always find that when I'm trying to write a comedy, I always end up going a little darker and always end up going a little drama. So that's just personal stuff there. As far as shows, uh, historic shows that I would have liked to have written on, um, that's a tough, that's a tough one. I mean, Seinfeld back in the day, you know, if you're talking those kind of shows, Curb, you don't really write. So I'd love to be on Curb, but, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it'd become a living color. Producing stuff with Kids in the Hall or something like that would have been it. Uh, but I never want, I didn't want to be a TV writer. I didn't really go down that path. Uh, even though I have a, like a show kind of stuff in development. Yeah, it's more of the things I'd like to do or what uh, Old Handsaw's saying, uh, Steve Martin uh, novella style. I, I would like to try to stretch my muscles. Why We Love Star Wars was a great start, but I like to stretch my writing muscles into a novella. And this that's, you know, you want to talk about life lessons there too. Does everything need to be a life lesson? I don't know. Maybe. Um, like, I'm afraid to try fiction. I am really afraid. And I think I need to push myself in that direction. That's something that I'm thinking about. And I always, because uh, Pleasure My Company, Shop Girl, two of my favorite novellas. Uh, and I've always looked at a novella and thought, that's less daunting than uh, the great American novel. So maybe that'd be more it. But great, uh, great question, huh? Saturday Night Live would have been the spot. Saturday Night Live uh, would have been the spot. I did, when I was 20, I did send a writing sample package to uh, Late Show with David Letterman. Did get rejected. Uh, I kept the rejection letter for a while. I was too young. I, was, I hadn't even moved to L.A. yet. Working in radio and blah, blah. And then I, I never, I never followed up. Never pursued it. I could have. They didn't. They, they were just kind of like, "Cool, great, come back a little bit later." I just never did. That's on me. Final prepared question. Then I think we'll jump into some stuff here. Uh, Evan Osborne Lomax writes, "Hey Ken, all of your listeners know how much you love the Yankees. I do. I'm a fan uh, like yourself, but also I grew up around another dynasty in the late uh, '90s to mid 2000s. I love my home state, New Jersey Devils. Is one of the few things that surpasses my love the Yankees. I grew up with the Devils as a perennial Stanley Cup favorite." Watch them hoist the cup three times before the Dejitana. Got me wondering if I follow, if you can me follow the NHL at all, and uh, if I have a favorite hockey team. I did follow hockey a lot in the mid nineties. Uh, I did, was a fan of the LA Kings. That's the like only local team I really liked. I liked the LA Kings. There was a goalie named Rob Stauber that I just kind of liked the way he played. And a couple close friends of mine at the time were big hockey fans, and obviously I was a big baseball fan, so I just started watching. Collecting hockey cards. I was a big fan of uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning because I know uh, Rayom was the first female uh, uh, to play in the NHL as a goaltender for a few games for the Lightning. And uh, I, I collected all her cards and everything. Um, and so, yeah, I, was, I, I used to watch hockey every night. I used to watch it. And I was a, I was a Kings fan. That was the mid-'90s, man. It was crazy time. Yarmir Yager, uh, Mario Lemieux, all that kind of the Gretzky was still playing. So I do like it's a hockey. It's a great. I've I've gone to a few Kings games, and I do want to go to uh, Kings games again. Um, and I've been to a Ducks game. I have I have an older uh, old friend of mine. I haven't talked to her a couple of years. She she just got recently got got married. Uh, name's Carla. She is kind of famous in in a small circle down there in Anaheim. Um, 
she's a big Anaheim Ducks fan, the hockey team there. And she'll go to the games. I'll have to go to her Twitter page and see if she's got a little more notoriety. She, she is known for screaming, let's go Ducks. That's it. No more, no less. And she screams it about four times a game or so. Got to preserve the voice. She'll scream it so loud that the players know who she is, that the announcers know who she is. She just kept doing it to the point where people couldn't ignore it anymore. And she sits in generally the same section every time, if I remember. And, I, uh, uh, and she said, people around her, some people don't know what's going on. They're like, what's this girl yelling? And she gets, she stands up and it's a thing. And yeah, just normal. She's not like a, you know, seven foot Viking. She's just a normal human uh, uh, woman. And uh, she'll get ready and then just, Boom, let's go, Ducks. And it echoes through the entire, and it was amazing. And I went to one game. I, went, I hung out with her, and it was just, and she goes, all right, get ready. I'm going to do it. And people would come up to her, hey, you're, the, you're, the, you're the Duck, you're let's, you're let's go, Ducks. So anyways, I do like hockey. Fun sport to watch. Fun sport to watch. So uh, we are now going to, I'm going to drop something. I'm going to kill for time a little bit here. Uh, if you are on uh, the Patreon page and you have access to the live links, uh, you can go to that uh, right now on the Discord page and jump into the video call, and I will take guests. Yes, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of us here in this space love doing this. We love talking to the fans, and through StreamYard, we can do it and do it pretty pretty easily. So, if there's any takers of the live audience, they can jump in. Some told me they were going to try. Star Wars Alice gets afraid. She's called in when we were taking the calls with the Google voice number, which I think I actually technically lost. I stopped using it at the point where I lost it. But Anchor and StreamYard and those kind of things kind of changed their way. TNF, uh, TNF Hotline, which was the show we used to do, uh, is, uh, has changed. We don't have to. We can do it like this now. So anyways, I'll see if anyone uh, wants to catch up to that uh, link. I know there's a little bit of de- delay on the broadcast. Thank you for the questions. I, you know, I, I get lost in that. I get lost in nostalgia a lot pretty easily. Uh, I know people, other people do that. Um, but um, thinking about this idea, Scribs, it's just silly. Uh, but I think I maybe I will put get a map, get an old Thomas guide, and just, I fell down here. Oh, look at this. I, I dared someone to come on the show. And we're going to do it. It is Lauren Romo of the Galactic Podcast. She's here live on the show. Lauren, how are you doing? What's going on, Ken? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I, I'm, I'm getting, we're going to get used to this angle here because yes. uh, I'm going to be ch- chatting with you guys over, you ladies, I shouldn't say guys, you gals at the Galactic <laughs> Podcast uh, this week. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm super. We're both excited. So, yeah, we cannot wait to uh, talk some Star Wars and some other stuff with you, too. So, yeah, oh. we're going to. We're really excited. For Are sure. we gonna talk cheese? <laughs> okay. Listen, what is I? I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. American cheese. What's wrong with it, Ken? What's wrong with um, it? Um, I don't... American cheese is not the problem. If I go to Subway, okay. if I go to Subway, I'll get a slice of American cheese. But what okay. you're saying with the craft slices <laughs> that you have to pull out of the plastic, which I used to love. I was like a Pavlovian dog in. <laughs> In, in action, when I I'd right. have to, I'd start my mouth to start watering because I wanted that taste of goodness. And I used to love just wrapping them in meat and putting about six of them on a plate, no bread needed, and I'd, okay. I'd go at it. I'd wrap. I understood what my friend was saying <laughs> years ago. That's but it was about twelve years ago when he was like, he, we were living together. He was just like, this has got to stop for you. 
Not for me, for you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Lauren. See, I'm, I'm with Pete, though. Pete said it's good for grilled cheese and burgers. I'm a simple gal. I'm telling you. I'm a simple gal from Detroit, Michigan, and I love me some burgers uh, yeah. and some grilled cheese. Yeah. So uh, keep it simple. I, I always wear this hat. Lauren said There me, you go. Oh, let's uh, let's talk about this, Lauren. So if you're listening <laughs> on the podcast, Lauren Romo is a, a Patreon supporter of, of the stuff mm-hmm. I do here at Force Center, but also is a is a, just a very passionate, uh, wonderful Star Wars fan who has a podcast called The Galactic Podcast. And as we talk about it, I'm going to appear on. But you're a mm-hmm. baseball fan. You are from the, are you from the Detroit area or you reside there? The Detroit area, yes. The Detroit area. We don't, we don't want to give the exact spot because then Scribs, Scribs will go to your town and try to drink That's beer. what I'm afraid of, exactly. exactly. But you're, you're, you're a Detroiter, we'll say. Yes, yes. What 100%. was the purpose in sending me a Detroit Tigers baseball cap? Well, I knew you're a baseball fan, mm-hmm. so I knew you appreciate baseball history, and I yep. knew the Detroit Tigers obviously are Great. stock full of baseball history. So. Great team, yeah. And it's one of the best, obviously I'm biased, but that's one of the best logos for baseball, 100%. You're not wrong. You're, you, there's nothing you've said <laughs> that's wrong here. Thank you. <laughs> but you were just, so you were like, you know what, Ken's a Yankee fan. And by the way, folks, I don't have a workable Yankee hat. I have one. Right. That an employee got me when I left my my security job. They were like, oh, you need a Yankee hat. And I was so excited because I hadn't owned a Yankee hat since 1996. And I got the hat, and it was just one of those hats that just looks like you got a bucket on your head. This is a great hat. Uh, so I need a Yankee hat. But, yeah, I got this out of the box, and I was like, oh, look what Lauren did. She's going to make me wear but it's a great hat because it's an MLB 50, uh, 59-50 hat there mm-hmm. from New Era. Um, but, no, I respect it. I respect the baseball history of it. I do respect mm-hmm. the Tigers. Um 06 was the big run recently. Yes, yes. That was our 06 to like, what, 15, 13? I think yeah. we had like a good solid like 8, 10 years. Uh, Trey asks, run. yeah, Trey asks in chat, is there really a RoboCop statue in Detroit? You know, honestly, I, there was a rumor. I actually think that it was up for a little bit, but I don't know if it got taken down. But there was like, I remember like an article and everything in the area. Like they were talking about how there's going to be this RoboCop statue and everything like that. People were all jazzed about it. So, I mean, but I, I would have to, I can't remember if it's still up or not, but I think it was for a little you know, bit. That's interesting. I, I, <laughs> wow. My mind's blown about that. Trey, good knowledge. <laughs> Solid. So, Lauren, I, I do... On Saturday Night Napsuck, and going back to the Schmoes days and the Schmoes mm-hmm. No News days, mm-hmm. I used to, I used to drop little jokes about Detroit in for no yes. reason. I've never set foot in Detroit, <laughs> and I, I used to love the Detroit Lions too. I'm a Miami Dolphin football fan, but I love Barry mm-hmm. Sanders, one of my favorite sports uh, mm, players yeah, ever. Barry Sanders. I just started to make little references to Detroit and and needle mm-hmm. in the city. I don't know why. No reason why. <laughs> You've got the floor, and then we're going to be joined by a third guest here. We're going to have a triumvirate here. Okay. you got the floor for a second, Lord. Defend okay. Detroit to me. Honestly, Detroit, I know a lot of people, and it's, you know, through different just maybe non-personal experiences, just things you hear, things you read right. about Detroit. I mean, just like with any city, just like Chicago, New York, whatever, L.A. Um, but Detroit, yeah. it, it is one of those cities that, like, it's a hidden gem where you can find a lot of things to do. There's the uh, Hitsville USA Museum. Right. The D- the Detroit Institute of Art is fantastic. Um, obviously, all of our sports uh, teams are all downtown now. So right. you have all the sports. Um, and then the restaurants. Honestly, the restaurants are really good down here. Like they've really, within, I'd say, the past like 
five, five, six years. Like they really gotten like a lot of variety yeah. in a lot of really good um, restaurants. So yeah, Detroit's okay. awesome. It really is. I mean, I know it gets a lot of hate, uh, not hate. I don't want to say hate, but it gets a, it gets the bad rap for sure. It's because a-holes like me take <laughs> either stereotype <laughs> of the city or just a, you know, it, it went through some troubles. I yeah, know, there's did. a great documentary. I know I've mentioned before. It's called mm-hmm. Burn. It is about the Detroit Fire Department and mm-hmm. their struggles with uh, a lot of the houses during economic downturn that were just being mm-hmm. squatted in and burnt and everything. And then the fire department has problems and you f- feel sympathy for them. But then there's a flip mm-hmm. side. They show video footage of them really messing up. They parked a hook and ladder on the train yeah. track. And so just that kind of became my image of Detroit. Not fair. So I love hearing you defend <laughs> your fair city there, or your fair region. And I hope, look, I'll tell you what, I hope Mark Ellis goes and, uh, goes oh and does my. some comedy in Detroit. And I Thank would love you. to go. Yes. Can love yes, that. you need to talk to Ellis and make that happen because well, I well. would love, love, yeah. love, love that for sure. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um and once we're back doing comedy normal. Um all right. right. So uh Lauren's great. Stick around, Lauren. You're you're not okay. alone here. We're gonna we're gonna add a third in here. We got Pete Rich live yeah. on the stream. We call him Peach because I messed up. <laughs> Uh, it happens a lot, and he's put it on his uh, Cleveland Oh, the Indians Cleveland hat. hat. Come on, Cleveland Pete. hat is on. we got some baseball fans. And nice art. <laughs> for those, I know those listening on the podcast, this is probably a little bit of a different podcast for you. It's it's a it's a hang. Uh, it's me rambling. But I, this is, uh, I love giving back to the people that support what I do uh, with Patreon and everyone. And if you listen, and if you like, and you share the podcast, that's support. But uh, these are the folks who... A uh, little go extra mile to to connect and support through Patreon and the Discord page. So I love uh, hanging with these wonderful folks. Pete, uh, you've been killing it with some great calls on Box Score Heroes. <laughs> Defend Cleveland over Detroit. <laughs> Defend Cleveland over Detroit. Yeah, it's not going to happen, so, Pete. But go ahead and try. So there's this uh, local comedian. His name is uh, Mike Polk, P O L K. Okay, and he does a lot of just. Cleveland sports humor, because let's be honest, there's a lot of humor to be had with Cleveland sports. Yeah. And he did this song. And at the end of it, it it just completely trashed, you know, the Browns and just championships and everything. Right. But at the end, the very last line is, we're not Detroit. No, I know this guy. I know this. This is great. And this is true. This is why Lauren loses the debate. Fair. No, um, yeah. So my my good friend and and quite frankly former roommate is a guy named Lou Santini. He was a big DJ in Cleveland for years on WMMS and Rock 107. Uh, and he yes. was yeah he was born out there, uh, uh, born in Pittsburgh, and, raised there. Yeah, you ever you live? And Mike Mike Polk Mike Polk did work uh, yeah. did some work for WMMS. Yeah, and John Gorman is a legendary radio program director. He's still out there. Has a great book about the buzzard, which is the radio station. Uh, and then my other, uh, through that friend, Lou, one of his other good friends, she was in Cleveland for years and moved out here. So we, they, I always hear a lot about Cleveland and how the 90s it had kind of come back. But that song, they'd play ad nauseum in our house. We, all the time, we'd be hearing about that song, um, but that, how it ends with, at least we're not Detroit, we're not Detroit. <laughs> so that might be where part of the battle started, Lauren. It's that song. Fair. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it, it's Cleveland. It Cleveland's is a great rival. I mean, uh, I, I sorry. I, I think I think Cleveland and, and Detroit are both very similar cities. I mean, yeah. Just just from a, a economical standpoint, um, 
so there's always that kind of battle and then we're we're division rivals with with baseball so mm-hmm. it's just always yeah. such a, a, a easy jab at each other well yeah there's a, there's salt of the earth cities to me and again having not set foot in either of them i was supposed to go to cleveland for something it didn't happen um you know they're, they're kind of that salt of the earth city the midwest kind of vibe the hard working folks who uh, sometimes you get hit the cities get hit economic downturns mm-hmm. happen and and i know both times there's been uh, the the inner city maybe you know downtown area wasn't as good and then cleveland mid 90s boom drew carey everyone cleveland rocks man and then they come mm-hmm. back they get to the world series and so that kind of was part of it there um alice in chat just says i think it, because it's funny is she are you talking about detroit <laughs> or peach i don't know <laughs> Uh, for those listening to uh, Pete, you've got a great Darth Vader uh, art piece hanging in the background there. What is that? Mm. Uh, I painted that. Whoa, nice. Pete wow. Rich. We are unveiling new talents here today. Uh, <laughs> that's great, man. I did. I did that one too. Uh, that one's hard. Let me try to let me try to get you on the screen by yourself here. Uh, what uh, What are we looking at in the back there? It's still. It looks like the so, Florida Marlins logo from the early nineties. <laughs> this one I did in high school nice. and uh, the project was you, you get like this piece of string yeah. and you put black ink on it and you kind of like slap it on the paper and spread it around. Gotcha. And then you have to see what you can make out of it. And then the colors are watercolors. So it's like a Godzilla eye is what I was okay. shooting for. That's you have great. to try to pick up what you should highlight in it. But then the, the or this one, the Vader. The star, uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, uh, I can't take a hundred percent credit because I was looking at another painting yeah. while painting that, so I yeah. didn't like create it from my mind. But I replicated without tracing or anything like that, and just just look, painted look, man, that bad boy. I, you could give me a paint by numbers, and I'd mess it up. <laughs> so, don't worry about that. Um, yeah. All right. Fun. Pete, you got the board a little bit too here. Uh, if our buddy Hillbilly Scribs comes to town, um, where are you taking him? Oh, in Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, there's a really good taco right. joint. Okay. Sorry. Am I, is that mean? You might be. I'm like trying, yeah, I'm trying to fix it here on the fly here, but you're going. You're going good, man. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, there's a really good taco joint called Barrio Taco, mm. and it's in downtown Cleveland, and it's kind of right around the corner from East Fourth Street, where um, the Comedy Club uh, Hilarities is, and right. um, so a couple Michael Simon restaurants. Um, you know, from uh, Iron Chef and other Food Network shows. He's got a barbecue joint there um so there's all sorts of great food around there but barrios is a a really awesome taco place and you just make your own tacos with like those little like bubble things like you take the test at school you fill in the bubbles and it's like a scantron sheet and of what you want on your taco and then you give it to the waiter or waitress and They take it back and bring bring out your tacos. I love and they have that. all sorts of tequila and uh, just all craft beers. Yeah. Um, a scantron and, of tacos. Uh, That's a good thing to have. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, uh, Pete, uh, cheese, craft slices of craft cheese. <laughs> Why do you still use them? Just for the grilled cheese and the burgers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't use them on like 
if I make like a turkey sandwich, I got to have some like Swiss cheese, like legit slices of Swiss Swiss cheese. Gotcha. Yeah, All there's right. the, the great jack. We are we are joined uh, we are joined in uh, chat uh, or on the show here uh, by uh, Graham Gray Jackal Butler. Uh, we've got uh, four voices here in the show. This is going to be fun here. Graham <laughs> is calling <laughs> us from Detroit. How are you, Graham? <laughs> yeah, I'm still. I'm clearly stalking Lauren. No, this, 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 this was actually. Uh, I, I must confess, this was a test of my mic. I think I fixed it now. You sound so, great. Uh, you sound great. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was hoping because before it was using my webcam mic, which was a bit rubbish, uh, and the the road podcaster wasn't responding. Or it mm-hmm. turned out the volume was the input levels were way down. Gotcha. Um, but I've been. I fixed it. So yay! You, you fixed it. You're a beautiful man. Who was uh, once, uh, you know, followed me into a restroom? Uh, we've talked about that <laughs> enough. Uh, no, um, uh, Gra- I, I can't count. I think it's four times. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, Graham, let's let, let's start with you here. Um, when you hear us Americans talking about craft cheese slices, what do you think? <laughs> oh, do we lose Graham? Uh-oh. He froze. Graham, he's going to be so upset. <laughs> Or he's so shocked about the cheese. Or, or he's just so disgusted <laughs> with our use of craft cheese over there in Scotland. Uh, he got it. Um, so, all right, I'll try to, uh, I'll remove him. Let me try to bring him back here. Uh, this is great. Live TV. Li- all right, we'll, we'll let him pop back in. Graham, if you're watching, just pop back in. And if I see you move on your camera again, this would be ironic because Graham f- would fix his microphone only to have his camera go down. That would be the life of the story here. Um, here, here do we got here. This is great. This is turning into a fun hangout here. Um, our friend Hillbilly Scribs is out and about in, uh, Southern California. It's been kind of the theme of the episode here. What if we, how could we do a charity drive where we raise some funds and money and send him to every one of our cities in Patreon Ooh. land? What would the charity be? I think, I don't think Scribs is watching right now because I saw a message that he's at the beach. Um, <laughs> He's living up. He has come out here to L.A. I don't know why he showed up here still in a lockdown, but he has a mask on. And he's just going around all the sites. So he's at a empty, virus-ridden beach right now. I'm worried about him, <laughs> but he's enjoying it there. Um, I think I think we could do that. And then you could, you know, uh, Pete, you could take him to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren, you could um, take him to the bus station out of town. Um, <laughs> right? I think we could do this. We could definitely do that. I think we can do this. Uh, I'm hoping Graham gets back in here. I'm trying to sell the discard because Graham he is a, he is a sassy one, and we would love to. I would love to have a four way conversation <laughs> with Graham here. Um, is that there? Um, moonshine contributions. Oh yeah, Alice, we can do that as well. Cheese freeze is what old hand saws calling as well. <laughs> a few minutes left in the show, so we'll try to get this working out here. But uh, been a lot of fun, um, Lauren. Uh, I want to talk to you, and I was gonna I was gonna bring this up with Graham, so you can join in, and, and then Pete, feel free to. Uh, give your thoughts. Maybe you were planning it too, Lauren. This would have been the week that you would have been out here too for Star yeah. Wars Celebration Anaheim. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? You heartbroken? Are you okay? Or at least you're like, at least I saved money. A little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, the money aspect is good, and then yeah, but a total bummer though. Because I mean, I went to Chicago 2019, yeah. got to meet you, and that was a lot of fun. You remember that? And yeah. uh, you know, I think just because I started podcasting after the. Um, after the last celebration, it would have been, I was really looking forward to it just to meet everybody that I've talked to on Twitter and just people I've met, um, you know, through podcasting. 
So, yeah, definitely a bummer. It would have been a lot of fun, and I was looking forward to it. But, you know, 2022... not yeah. too far away. It's not too far away. We'll be here mm-hmm. before you know it. And you know, you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. We were going to do a big four center meet. We. I'm. I'm lying. We had not planned this. <laughs> but we were going to do a big four center meetup at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company around the corner on Catella. Mm. Uh, that's my goals. Pete, have you ever been to a Star Wars celebration? You ever been to a big convention? What's your thoughts on conventions? Be a nerd with us. No, but I. I did have tickets for. Uh, Star Wars Celebration this year. You did? Uh, okay, I didn't know that. Hit yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. This would have been um, your first. I, I'm somewhat it, I'm somewhat relieved because my situation has kind of changed financially, so yeah. um, mm. paying for a plane ticket and a uh, place to lay my head for a few nights <laughs> yeah. uh, was, was kind of daunting um, before it was canceled. Um, and so I was kind of planning on selling my tickets um, uh, even before okay. COVID. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I, I would love to go. Um, I, I really blew my chance of not going to Chicago because I could have just driven there and saved at least on the airfare. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's only like an eight hour drive or something. So. Bad. Um, well, you yeah, know, maybe I'll just have to wait till it's close again sometime. Yeah. Or even 2022 when it comes back to Anaheim, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully everyone's some, situations change, yeah. but, but I also think it's going to be, it was going to be a great convention. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know some of the stuff that was planned and would have been wonderful. It's a great location, which is what, cause they just redid everything out there. It would Anaheim 2015 was the store celebration and, and they've, the, everything's changed since then. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but you know, life has a way of working out. I, I think you'll get there, Pete. And you'll be better yeah. for it. And Lauren will have left behind craft cheese slices and moved <laughs> to a new way of life. And she'll get to be able to enjoy the convention a little bit better. There you go. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm writing Graham on Discord. I'm saying try again. Nothing. There, there just must have been some kind of tornado touchdown <laughs> in Scotland that we don't know about. And he, uh, he's got to get on out of here. So we, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of TNF In Session, episode 15. My favorite one by far. Uh, only because I realized how much uh, I just love cheese. And that's been the conversation. But also, we pitted Detroit versus Cleveland in the Battle of the Ages. What are you drinking there, Pete, as we wrap up the show? What's your drink of choice today? Uh, uh, that's just a, a Miller High Life at the moment. Nothing fancy. That sounds like a man on a night off in Cleveland. That sounds like yeah. you're ready to live. Or uh, near, I know you're not. I know you're both not downtown Cleveland, downtown Detroit. I get that. Yeah. But for I'm in, I'm in the hometown of the uh, football hall of fame in Canton. Okay, no, wait a minute. All right. all right, so that's where that's where my friend. How close are you to Canal Fulton? That, uh, very close. Like okay. uh, there's a 15 minutes. There's a candy shop there. Have you ever had the Canal Mud? No. Oh my god. Oh, Canal Mud. <laughs> you got to look it up. It's a candy okay. shop. It's it's a like a lady and some friends, and it's a tiny place, and she makes it all herself. And so when my mm. friend Lou would go back and visit his mom, he'd I, he'd come back with boxes of it, mm. and it's so it, it, oh. and it look and it just says canal. And here's the funny part: it says on the box, it's like a little white box with a seal. On the seal, it says canal mud because it's canal Fulton mud, and it's like butterscotch and caramel and nougat and it mm. and, it, and it's just you have an instant cavity. It's the greatest thing in the world, but. One time there was a little like tape, piece of tape on it and a friend came over and he picked up her box and he says, why do you have anal mud <laughs> from the candy? And we were like, and we just, like, just like, don't question it, just eat it. 
Pete, you've got you've got to do. There's also that toy store, the the, the uh, toys yes. that time forgot. We've t- we've talked about yep. that. I've been. Yep. There. Okay, so get over there, get some canal mud, and uh, s- and and eat some for yourself, and then send a box to everyone. I'm sorry, that I got excited. Okay. I got excited about chocolate. <laughs> uh, that is what we do. All right, thank you, uh, Pete. Thank you, Lord. Talk to you soon on the Galactic Podcast. Everyone yep. can look for that. Uh, we are on our way out of here. A lot of fun. Uh, love hanging with those that support and invest in the show. Do want to recognize my executive producer supporters, the great Thomas Risling of the Feeding the Monster podcast. And he appears with me on Casually Talk as well. Lethal Logan X, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger, Chad Benningfield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Bergen, the very talented and wonderful old handsaw Zach Taylor, Ranger Donald, and Ferris Muthana. These are my executive producer top-tier supporters. New thing for the TNF boardroom, which is level 6, 7, and 8. You can, if you remember there, submit to me a uh, brand ID, station identification kind of VO for the Knapsack Files Saturday Night Knapsack episodes. Currently, and on all the other shows, it's my pal, former radio partner Matt Donovan, uh, saying the following is a presentation. Actually, here it is, Ray. I can always play it. The following That's is a Matt presentation ED. of Morning Drive Media. You can submit those for Saturday Night And then tiers 7 and 8, you can submit the comedy pre-roll. Just a little five-second blip introducing the show, maybe taking a swipe at me, making a joke. Lauren can do it and actually make fun of me making fun of Detroit. Anyways, we are uh, almost out of here. Uh, I appreciate it all. You can support me on Patreon if you want at patreon.com slash cadnapsock or you just uh, like the show, share the show, tell a friend, all those wonderful things. Also, go visit cadnapsock.com, check the charity spotlight tab and don't forget, happy to uh, announce finally, it is official, live comedy return Sort of, from a certain point of view, but it's definitely live. Not going to be a lot of people watching in the theater, but you can watch. That's right. Mark Ellis and friends will be live streaming from the world-famous Viper Room on the Sunset Strip, September 5th, 7 p.m. Pacific time. You can go to markellislive.net, get tickets. Why is this cool? Well, Mark Ellis is just the coolest in the world. He's headlining. But me and my afternoon's pal, Josh McCuga, will be co-hosting the show. Going to be a lot of fun. So uh, absolutely, if you want to check out comedy from the comfort and safety of your own home, go ahead and do that there. All right. That is it for real. That is it. A lot of fun. This is TNF In Session, powered by Patreon here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>